Ho, ho, ho. Hello and welcome to a special Christmas quiz edition of the Energy Voice Out Loud podcast. On this hard-hitting episode, we'll be finding out whether Santa's changed his reindeer sleigh for a sustainable aviation fuel sleigh, and just what is the carbon footprint of mining coal for naughty children. Yes, we'll be finding all that out and more in this festive edition of Evol. I'm your veritable Santa Claus, Alistair Thomas, and I'm joined by four energy elves who'll be helping package this festive delight up for your ears to enjoy. We've got Ed Reed, Andrew Dykes, and Ryan Duff on board for this when making his his podcast debut. It's Matt Perry. Uh, hello, Matt. How are you with trivia and how are you with Christmassy stuff in general? Oh, yeah. What a festive occasion to be making the uh, podcast debut. I'm usually all right with trivia, but I think only being three months into this role, I'm not sure how well I'm going to go on this specific quiz, but we'll give it a red hot crack regardless. That's the spirit. That's fighting talk, lads. <laughs> how do you feel about this? Everything to play for. I'm still questioning what uh, Santa's, Santa's reindeer do run on currently if he's changing to sustainable uh, aviation fuel. I mean, if, for, if Rudolph's nose is red, it doesn't bode very well, does it? If you actually think about the implications. Uh, it's just a flare. That's, it's just uh, a flare. That's what it is. And with that, we will press on. So the format is pretty simple. We're going to take turns being quiz master here. Four rounds, three or four questions each. And at the end, we'll tally up the scores. Now, we would usually just do a really obnoxious buzz to uh, ask to put our hands up if you like to answer the questions. But instead, we're going to insist that you shout your name if you'd like to answer the question. So you've got to shout your name. uh, And then uh, if you shout it loud enough, your answer will be uh, heard. So hopefully that is clear to everybody. Um, What does the winner uh, get, I hear you ask? That is a very good question, one I do not have an answer to. So I think I'll I'll kick off on round one. Are we all ready? We've got our pens and paper ready? Yes, everyone's ready. Okay. Question number one. What was the first gas discovery in the UK during 2023? I've got a, I do have a clue for you here. It shares a name with a Floridian town. A second clue, Shell was involved in it. Dykes, Pensacola. Oh my gosh. Andrew Dykes, one point. Stab in the dark. Look at that. He got it. He got it. (laughs) A lot of stuff in offshore wind this year. Can anybody tell me what INTOG stands for? Duff. Uh, innovation, technolo- uh, technology, no. oil and gas. No. <laughs> no, no. Dykes. Oh my gosh, Andrew Dykes. Innovation and targeted oil and ah, gas. Two points, to, two points to Andrew Dykes. Oh my goodness. Honestly, he's he's pulling away now, isn't he? He is, he is. Uh, okay. He's full of the festive quizzing spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. Helicopter blades fell off the Elgin platform during a storm this year. Can anybody give me the name of that storm? Duff, uh, Storm Otto. Ryan Duff, one point. Oh. Okay, and I don't know, this is, I feel like everyone can have a crack at this question. Well, I, well I, I'll get your, I'll get each of your answers individually, and then I guess if everybody gets, whoever gets it right, they can, you know, get a point. How many stories did we produce this year with the tag Windfall tax. Oh. Actually, actually, rather than rather than everybody get a point, how about this? The person closest to the answer gets the point. Let's do that. Anybody want to take a stab? Ed, what what do you think? Uh, two hundred and fifty. Ed's got two fifty. Ryan. Oh, I was going to go lower. One seven three. One seven three. Andrew. I'm going to go a reasonable seventy two. Seventy two. And Matthew Perry. I'm going to go on ninety. The answer, and this is the ones that were tagged. So if you didn't tag your 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 stuff, then you've only got yourself to blame. The answer is 103. So actually, Matthew Perry takes the point. Oh, hey. Hey. Look at First that. point. Fabulous. I'll take that. Um, now, I think producer Caroline is helping us keep track here, but I believe we were at two points for Andrew, one for uh, one for Ryan, 
And one from Matt. Ed, did you? Still sadly pointless. Sorry, uh, sorry. But I'm sure that round two, it's going to be uh, just just a read show. I mean, still, so pointless, pointless AT, pointless, pointless Ed. Okay, that's grand. Uh, and yeah, still all to play for. So who will we go to next to be Quizmaster? Um, let's pass off to, why don't we pass off to Ryan next? Ryan. What are your questions? Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so every uh, every family, including the Energy Voice family, needs to have a game that uh, causes arguments on Christmas Day. So I've created the most uh, the most argument intensive game related to energy. Oh my god! Spot the deliberate mistake in the Energy Voice headline. I've uh, got a, hun- uh, a handful of Energy Voice headlines from the past twelve months. That I've twisted ever so slightly. Uh, if you can spot what's wrong, you'll get a point. Unless someone can provide a more correct answer. So, if you spot the, the fact that's wrong, great. But if someone can jump in and say, well, exactly what the headline was, then they'll get the point. So, starting off, the, the first question is, Rosebank had a five-month wait for regulator approval documents reveal. This was written by our very own Matt Perry and Alistair Thomas in September, so you guys have an early advantage. Read. I'm going to say they had a seven-month wait. Okay, well, uh, Ed has spotted the, the thing that's wrong there. It is the length of time, but seven isn't correct. Anyone got a fair ah. guess? Matt, I'm going to go nine-month wait. Oh, not quite right. Anyone want to jump in? <laughs> how, no? long, how long will this continue for? Um, well, right, well, we'll just go with the, <laughs> we'll just go with the first two. Let's uh, streamline this. Ed gets the point. It was only a three-month wait we reported. Oh, my word. Ah, look, look at that. Look at me Following. go. Look at me soar like a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> there we go. I'm glad wow. I could help Ed get off the blocks. Yes, Rosebank had a three-month gap uh, for approval from the NSTA following its uh, environmental counterpart giving the development the go-ahead. Next up, around 35,000 people attend, quotes, electric offshore Europe. This was written by myself on the final day of the conference. Alistair, Aberdeen. Read. What do you say, electric? What's More context, please. <laughs> Wait, what, are we trying to get the, the... I thought there was there a gap in that, or... No, I've, I've, I've misunderstood. On you go. Ed, what was your chat? Um... I'm going to say um, 28,000 people. Oh, right. Again, Ed has got the thing that's wrong. It is the number. Um, anyone want to Does jump in? Does that mean I get the or... point as well, Ryan? Surely. We, surely we are. Goodness. Well, surely. Why not? We'll give you the point. Ah. So ahead of the exhibition, SPE said that around 35,000 people were estimated to attend. But on the, uh, the final day, the event coordinator said that there was around 30,000 that attended. Oh, Sorry, I totally so, misunderstood. <laughs> perfect. That, okay. Well, your loss was Ed's game. There was no so, other way I'm going to win, or at least <laughs> score points, unless everybody else fundamentally misunderstands the game. <laughs> I'm enjoying the Ed Reed fact-checking round. This is great. <laughs> um, well, this next question might, uh, might favour uh, our Aberdeen-based uh, reporters, because it is very much Aberdeen-centric. The, the headline is, Shell HQ Demolition Will Not Save Storybook Glen. Alistair, um, yeah, it's uh, Dooney's Farm. Dooney's Farm is correct. Get Alistair in. also gets off the block here. <laughs> 
we will fly on to the fourth and final question of this round that I thought would be a lot more fun than it was. Um, <laughs> the, the, the incorrect headline is up to 95,000 UK energy jobs at risk without proper policy, warns Landmark Report. This was our write-up of RGUs powering up the workforce. Is this, what, is this, is this another one where the number is wrong? And it's like, I'm going to say... Uh, is that, does that count as a buzz, Alistair? Yes, you yes, wrap yes. yourself across your own I'm, knuckles? I'm going to say like 30,000 rather than whatever number that was, because that seems high. <laughs> Dykes, I'm going to say 60,000. I'm going to say 110,000. I don't think anyone, uh, anyone got the point for that <laughs> oh one. Oh my gosh. Um, th- this was a slightly more tricky one. Uh, I went for a, a different part of the, the, the headline uh, for this final one. A few days before uh, RGU re- uh, released its report, OUK said that 20, uh, 200 billion in uh, funding in the UK was held up due to political uncertainty and policy. But no, RGU were call, was calling for investment, not a change in policy. And that is my round. Ah. What's the scores after that then? So at the end of that round, Alistair, you have a w- one point. And according to my, uh, my counting, Andrew still has two, Ed has two, Matt has one, and I still have one. Nice one. Okay. Um, who wants to go next? We're going to take a break. Oh, that's a good shout. Do you want to take a break? I mean, why would you? Well, let's not take a break. Let's just chill out here and the listeners can stay with us. All right. Power through. No, no, let's take a break. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next with Ed Reed's round after this. As well as these regular weekly news roundups on Energy Voice Out Loud, you'll also find lots of subject-specific box sets in the same feed. And I'm excited to be the anchor for one called the Megawatt Hour. Produced in paid partnership with BDO, the Megawatt Hour brings together experts from across the energy industry and across the world to examine the challenges and the opportunities of energy storage. As more of the grid gets its power from intermittent renewables, energy storage technologies, and batteries in particular, are going to be an increasingly important feature of our infrastructure. Over the course of 10 monthly episodes, we'll be diving deep into the tech, the policy, and the challenges of building out energy storage to help you better understand its opportunities, wherever you work in the energy sector. Look out for episodes of the Megawatt Hour in Energy Voice Out Loud, as well as lots of other special episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, after I think what we can all describe as a challenging first couple of rounds, um, not least due to things like internet connection not working. Um, we now have Ed Reed, who will be taking over as Quizmaster. Ed. At last, I get a crack at the uh, at the top job. And I'm very excited to bring you uh, these questions. So I'm going to start by asking you, which company signed up to work on BP's GTA LNG project, but then left the job half done? Dykes McDermott. It is Dykes McDermott. Well done, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> that is one point. Back in the game. Oh, my God. All goodness. right, fantastic. Okay, going to roll straight into the numbers, into the second question. Namcor Chair, the state-owned company of Namibia, Jennifer Comely, was arrested in March for what? Arrested in March for what? We talked about it on this very same podcast. Is, okay, uh, is that is that a buzz? Is yes, that a buzz? I'm going to need Alistair, some sort of. Was it was it something to do with trying to assassinate someone else? Am I making that up? Assassinate someone. There was something in. <laughs> Alistair Thomas, you are not right. Does anybody else uh, want to take a swing? Matt. Matthew Perry. I'll take a stab. Take, taking bribes, potentially. Matthew Perry, you are not right. No. Uh, is anybody else like... Duff. Oh, Duff. Uh, 
tax evasion things i'm i'm aware that we're getting into libel now <laughs> yes <laughs> it is I, i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna put you out of your misery and tell you that she was arrested after police searched her car and found 935 grams of cannabis 60 rocks of crack cocaine and 10 grams of cocaine wow that was one some party <laughs> indeed uh it has to be said that i don't think those charges uh, stood up under subsequent police investigation and Everything's become slightly more uh, complicated than that seems, but it was a it was an eye catching uh, headline certainly. <laughs> Moving on, what refinery in Nigeria is starting up this very month after an official commissioning in May? Is anyone going to buzz? I'm seeing some expectant faces, like children ready to open Christmas presents <laughs> on Dykes. First... Dykes. Dangote. Yes, Andrew Dykes. He's a machine. There you go. He's a machine. That is uh, that is the Dykes promise. <laughs> Just uh, keeps on knowing those answers. And my final question, the question you've all been waiting for, I'm sure, and that I'm sure you will all get in record time. What conference did Greta Thunberg get me stuck outside for four hours in October? Matt Duff. Matt Perry. Oil and money. I will accept that. Oh, I... uh, although officially now they prefer to call themselves the Energy Intelligence Forum. <laughs> it has to be said that didn't stop Greta Thunberg and Fossil Free London from protesting outside, but it does, does maybe help them sleep a bit easier at night. Well, we all need a bit of that these days, especially after our libelous <laughs> quiz rants. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, so just keep me right here, guys. So at the end of that round, we've got Andrew at a whopping four points. Ed and Matt are still tied up at two points apiece and then myself and Ryan at one apiece is that correct fighting at the bottom right cool um how about Matthew for the next round well I didn't have a whole lot of stories of my own to to pull from but I've got a, a couple of questions which I can go to multiple choice if, if no one's uh, quick to buzz but starting off this round so a survey early this year found what percentage of wind industry leaders think the UK will reach its 50 gigawatt offshore wind target by 2030 buzz Alistair. Alistair. uh 4% 4% correct Get in. not a uh, not a very strong endorsement of the UK's uh, wind building capacity there, but you are correct, Alistair. Moving on, it's been a year of union activity across the North Sea, but which union signed a deal with the Association of British Independent Exploration Companies, or Brindex, to work together to better engage with policymakers? Duff, Alistair. Unite. Not Unite. Uh, GMB. GMB is correct. Alistair takes the second one. Probably because Alistair's been the one reading all my stories. <laughs> so he's got an advantage in this round. Uh, moving on, Scottish Power Renewables had its first ever offshore wind apprentice graduate into a permanent role this year. But which wind farm did she graduate from? Reed. Reed. Dogger Bank. No, not Dogger Bank, sadly. That is pretty sad, actually. Alistair. Alistair. Um, what was it Viking up in Shetland? It was not Viking up in Shetland. I can give you a, a clue, Ryan and Andrew. Yes, please. <laughs> it's down, down in England, off the Norfolk coast, I believe. Dykes Hornsey? Nope, not Hornsey, Ryan. It's down to you. Right, I, I, right to the wire. I, I'm going to have to pass. I don't know. My mind's went blank. East Anglia 1. Ah, East there we are. Curses. From. Damn it. The, the key, key there was Scottish power. I think they've only got two operational ones. East Anglia 1 and the west of Dudden Sands are the Scottish power renewables, if I'm not mistaken. They're two operational wind farms. Uh, moving on, we've seen also a lot of environmental challenges in the courts this year. But one UK environmental campaign group had its lawsuit against Shell's board of directors dismissed by the Court of Appeal earlier this year. Which group was behind that suit? Duff. Uh, 
follow this? No, not follow this. Read. Was it ground up? It was not ground up, sadly. Alistair Andrew, any takers? Dykes, Friends of the Earth? Not Friends of the Earth. <laughs> Final one. Right to the uh, excruciating last. <laughs> Thomas, uh, Greenpeace. No, it was Client Earth. Client oh, Earth. Sitting oh, Shell's Board of Directors. I remember the head. No points that, in that round. And the <laughs> final question I've got is, Alistair and I have been crusading against overweight offshore workers in the latter half of this year. According to TAC Healthcare, the average offshore worker weighed 75 kilos in 1975. In 2023, how much does the average offshore worker weigh, according to their data? Can I get the, the old figure again? Sorry. In 1975, it was 75 kilos. How much weight have they stacked on since then? Duff, 90 kilos. More than that? Dykes, 98. More than that? 101. Less than that. So you've got oh. a pretty 50 <laughs> shot here, Alistair. <laughs> I mean, Alistair should have had it from the yeah, off, right? Because uh, you guys have been on this crusade. Thomas, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 100. No, 99. Haven't quite cracked the century <laughs> left. Uh, we're getting close. So send me offshore, and I'll bring the average up. Uh, okay. You got to cut, <laughs> cut final uh, kilo for Christmas. I've also got a, I've got a bonus round um, for on a, on Australian Australian energy topic. If anyone wants to do a, a bonus round there, do it. Let's so do we'll it. We'll do multiple choice for this one. Uh, so. Back in my previous role, I used to cover coal mining approvals in Australia's Hunter Valley. So which Australian wildlife held up an expansion approval at the Mount Pleasant coal mine? Was it A, a gilled goanna, B, a winged wallaby, C, a legless lizard, or D, a double-tailed Tasmanian devil? Duff, a uh, legless lizard. That is correct, the legless wow. lizard. Oh, oh yeah, go. I remember. Paying attention in the office. Yeah, I listened that to was my <laughs> That was my favorite headline from that draw, was legless lizard stands in the way of Hunter Valley coal mine. <laughs> Here, here's, my, here's, here's my question. Here's my question. What's the difference between a snake and a legless lizard? Don't get him started, Alistair. So apparently, a legless lizard has ears, which a snake does not, I believe, oh. is one of the main differences, but it's essentially just a long wriggly lizard rather than a than a snake oh is the it wouldn't, difference it, it wouldn't be a quiz if you didn't learn something oh my gosh <laughs> well there we go fantastic um so points at the end of that round if i'm not mistaken andrew is leading the way still on four i believe myself having caught up having read matt's stuff i'm on three ed and matt stay on two and then ryan is on ryan's on two now uh yeah yeah, Ryan's on two, gotten that cheeky, that cheeky legless lizard point at the end. Um, we'll take a break now, and then we'll be right back with our last round with Andrew Dykes. In a world where the scarcity of key resources is starting to be felt, and the impact of climate change is all too apparent, sustainable growth is no longer a choice, it is a necessity. Sustainable Growth Voice is a new online publication championing individuals and organisations that are pushing sustainable growth forward, making a positive impact on the environment, society and the economy. From innovative technologies solving sustainability challenges to social enterprises promoting inclusive growth and transformative policy initiatives, SG Voice covers the fundamental drivers at the heart of the new sustainable economy. Join the conversation that the world needs now. Visit SG Voice for knowledge, inspiration and insight from across the sustainable growth landscape.
Okay, so we're returning, and Andrew's come to the rev- the realization, of course, that he's in the lead and about to do his own round. So he's going to be ramping up the difficulty here, in expectation that no other, uh, no one will be successful here. <laughs> um, but we'll hand over and see what he has for us, Andrew. Thank you. So this year has been a torrid year for offshore wind, with a raft of high-profile cance- cancellations and supply chain issues. As of time of record, which of these projects was not officially paused or cancelled this year? Ocean Wind 1, Ocean Wind 2, South Fork, or Norfolk Boreas? Matt. Norfolk Boreas? Incorrect. Read. Uh, Ocean Wind 1. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> we're, de- we're 50-50. Alistair, South Fork. Correct, Alistair. Ugh. All of uh, Ocean Wind 1 and 2 were cancelled off the coast of New Jersey. Norfolk Boreas by Vattenfall off the coast of the UK. South Fork recently began generating off, I think, Rhode Island or New York. Uh, next question. Earlier this year, I spoke with Ed Watt at Adelshaw Goddard about why floating wind turbines are likely to be registered and flagged in international shipping registries to allow them to be insured and towed internationally. Now, for you Aberdeen folk, where are the famous five Kincardin wind turbines registered? I'm watching Alistair slap his face with uh, dismay. Um, where are they registered? Uh, so, Alistair, um, the Netherlands? Incorrect. Dolph. Portugal. Incorrect. Ryan? Spain? Incorrect. Matt, pick a, pick a country on <laughs> the map. On, Matt. You're already in hope. <laughs> pick a territory. <laughs> Panama. You're doing much better than the rest of them. The correct <laughs> answer is the Marshall Islands. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. All yeah, the classic. five hulls for the turbines are registered in the Marshall Islands. Third question. In January, Greenpeace activists boarded the Penguins FPSO in the Atlantic Ocean, just north of the Canary Islands, while it was sailing to the North Sea aboard the White Marlin transport ship. Six protesters spent nearly a fortnight on board the vessel protesting what they described as the worldwide climate devastation caused by Shell and the wider fossil fuel industry. They were later removed when it reached Norway. In November, it emerged that Shell and its partners intend to sue Greenpeace over the stunt. What is the total figure they are seeking in damages? Read. 9.6 million. Oh, you're close, Ed, but I'm not going to give it to you. (laughs) Oh, gosh. 9.5. Incorrect. Matt, (laughs) 9.7. You've taken this all far too literally there with that that hint, but uh, incorrect. Alistair, Uh, it's all to play for. uh, I feel like I wrote wrote this or read it, certainly. Uh, I'm going to say like 8 million. Unfortunately, incorrect. The correct answer is 8.6 million. Damn it. uh, Including damages to the contractor's and uh, Shell itself is seeking $2.1 million in damages. That's right. I've got an even more aggravating question, which I had drafted as a tie-break <laughs> question, which we, we might need now. Actually, we do. I, we'll I see. think we're both... I think you and I are tied up, Andrew, so... Yeah. I, I don't think I can ask my own tie-break question. Yeah, I that's right. I feel that would be disingenuous <laughs> to you, Alistair, but I will ask it, and maybe you, maybe you will... Uh, Oh, no, that's fair. No, yeah, yeah, you can. So uh, installation and completion of the Sea Green wind farm off the Angus coast was completed this year. Uh, Weighing more than 2,000 tons, uh, the foundations at the development were hailed at the time for being the deepest in the world. To the nearest, I I had it as 0.1 meter as a (laughs) tiebreak, but let's go meter. Let's go rounded meter. To the nearest meter, what is the depth of that foundation? And to save this being torturous, it is under 100 meters. I'll give you that hint. Thomas, I'm going to say 75 meters. Any advance on 75? Read 60. 60 for Ed. Uh, Duff, 83. Matt? 70. All incorrect. Who had uh, 60, though? Me. That was Ed. So the correct answer is 58.6 meters. 
So you were very, you were the closest. I'll give you the point for I mean, that. Cheeky, look at me cheeky, very nice. It's fifty-eight point six meters at sea green. So far, apparently, the deepest in the world. Okay. Um, right. So at the end of that round, if I'm not mistaken, um, myself and Andrew are at four. Ed is at three, and Matt and Ryan are tied up at two at the end. Can I can I suggest a tiebreaker between uh, Alistair and Andrew? Yes. Because mainly because I've not thought of this contingency. Um, okay, what about a, a story published this morning said that the UK was going to introduce a carbon border levy by what year? Thanks. Oh, I do know. Twenty twenty-seven. The speed of uh, Andrew's response leaves him with the crown. I mean, in the spirit of uh, of giving at Christmas out, so I'm willing to give you a half a point, and we can both retire. Oh as my gosh! For, for 2023, <laughs> that's, I think. Uh, so, so that's the the only fair. That, that, that is that is that is too generous of you. <laughs> Uh, I, th- I think I think in in the in the spirit of festivities, I think we will crown Andrew Father Christmas on this particular podcast, um, and that will be it for this latest episode of Energy Voice Out Loud. It has been chaotic, um, it has been um, manic and a little bit painful, but hopefully your festive periods are all going to be a bit better than that. Thank you all so much for listening to us throughout the year. We'll be back at some point in January. I don't know exactly when, um, but we'll keep at keep an eye out on our socials we'll have something all that's left to say is thank you to Matt, Ryan, Andrew and Ed and producer Caroline for joining us I've been Elsa Thomas and thanks for listening Out Loud is the podcast from Energy Voice leading the global energy conversation bookmark and subscribe to energyvoice.com sign up to our newsletter and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for expert analysis and insight right across the energy sector Subscribe to Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please do encourage colleagues and friends to listen to Out Loud too. If you've enjoyed it, leaving a rating or review, especially on Apple Podcasts, helps others discover it too. Thank you.